0: Welcome to the Soul Rollers Podcast, where we discuss jujitsu, life, and self mastery. Here are your hosts, Jackson Gage and William Dennis. And there we are. We are live. All right. Uh, all right welcome to episode five of the soul rollers podcast my name is jackson gage my friend here is william dennis sir william dennis um he uh he was just showing me well real quick just very quickly we're both retired police officers retired with ptsd after 10 and seven years seven right eight 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 years um battled with the the symptoms that come with ptsd um, and have found natural ways to find you know happiness and a path in our lives that's very positive and we just want to share what we're doing with other people and one of the main tools for our transformation in life has been uh jiu-jitsu brazilian jiu-jitsu which has been a short amount of time but it's been a hu- done huge things in a short amount of time for both of us so we decided to start a podcast About the things we're passionate about which is jujitsu and self-mastery and just life in general so we talk about this shit all week together anyway so we might we figure we record it and share it with you maybe it can help you out so anyhow hit us up if you have any questions subscribe to this podcast rate and review and leave a good rating and uh we would appreciate that and hit us up if you have any questions so you can hit me up at the increased life on instagram you can hit up william dennis at the will dennis And we'll have a Soul Rollers page uh, probably after our 10th episode. So anyhow, with that being said, right before we started recording, Mr. Sir William Dennis showed me some books that he was reading. One of them I'm very familiar with. One of them I've never seen. So, Mr. William Dennis, why don't you show us those books and we can maybe discuss those before we discuss jujitsu. The first one, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which is amazing. if you haven't read that one. Second one, King... Pull it back a little bit. King, Warrior, Magician, Lover by... Who's that by? It's Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette. Okay. Well, um, I want you to ex- tell me about that book first, uh, really quick. For those of you that haven't read uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, uh, show that one one more time. If you haven't read this book, just really quick in, in, a, in a nutshell, which I'm finding after I listen to my to these podcasts i i enjoy, that's one of my catchphrases in a nutshell so in a nutshell this book the guy named napoleon hill was looking for some mentorship from ford right henry ford is that who, yeah. who sent him on his way looking for some mentorship from henry ford or was it uh,
1: um uh,
0: is the steel steel guy oh the steel oh. it wasn't ford no, no no it wasn't ford he went and talked to ford it yeah. was uh carnegie carnegie yeah carnegie. yeah it was carnegie andrew carnegie dell one of them so yeah. he, he went Andrew. across the country, Andrew Carnegie, he went across the country uh, at a young age, uh, like right after college to speak with Mr. Carnegie and say, hey, I'll do anything I can to learn from you. Mr. Carnegie said, I have a project for you, but you're not going to get paid and it can take you like 20 years to do this project. Yep. Do you want to do it? And Napoleon Hill, within a minute, you know, that's the future of his life. Within a minute, he made the decision, yeah, I want to do it. Uh Mr. Carnegie told Mr. Hill, okay, I want you to go and interview all of the most successful men in America, and I want you to find the golden threads within their lives that have caused success. What do they all do the same uh, that has brought success into their lives? And so he went. He spent like 20-something years interviewing the most successful people in America, found all of the golden threads for success, and he put it into a book, which has become one of the like most famous personal development success books on earth, and it's that one right there. I highly recommend it to anybody. Who hasn't read it yet think and grow rich by napoleon hill and william's reading it now probably for the freaking i don't know how many times he's gone into that book but um that's that you book just, in a nutshell you should see all the notes in there man it's amazing dude i love
1: it man i love that book there's um, here's a cool quote there are no limitations to the mind except those we acknowledge yeah Both poverty yeah, and riches are the offspring the offspring of thought. of
0: thought yeah i love that man yeah napoleon hill dude there's nonstop stop freaking quotes in that book man you could just go anywhere in that book wow Amazing. find a find another quote one more i want to hear one more give me some motivation
1: yeah there's so many good books by napoleon hill too there's like a nonstop, you know supply of them. outwitting the devil was a sweet oh. book too that's I took good. some serious notes on that one as well.
0: Whatever that's the mind good. of
1: man can conceive and believe, it can achieve.
0: Yeah, yes, I love it. Thoughts Excellent are things. book, man. Thoughts are things. Yeah, man. That's uh, that's it. Highly recommended to anybody. Now that other book is what I have the questions about. I've never seen that book. Tell me about that book, man. Where'd you find it? What's it about? Who wrote it?
1: Yeah, I think I, I went to like a, a workshop for, for men, like just doing work, like, uh, you know, like masculinity type stuff. Yeah, And I uh, heard someone mention this book. And so, of course, you know, me with books, I'm like, what? I know a title of a book, I just, I wrote it, write, write it down on my book list. And then uh, when I ended up reading it, it talks a lot about like, the king, warrior, magician, lover are like, uh, archetypes like ma- uh, like masculine archetypes that we live into as as men, and so there's there's like the king, and then there's the shadow version of that archetype. There's the warrior in the shadow version of that uh, ar- archetype, you know. And it allows you to really break down like how you're showing up in life, you know, whether you're you're leaning into the shadow of that archetype or you're actually embodying the, you know the true like positive, influential and like you know, abundant version of the archetype. You know, the shadow is like where the fear and all that the doubts and all that stuff kind of take us down a uh, negative path that kind of pull us out of the the riches of living into the fullness of like, you know, we we each have a version of us in each of these archetypes. You know, like the king, you know, there's there's these uh, versions of the king if you live into that masculine archetype it brings out like the best in you and kind of lets you um you know understand that the there's this breakdown like the king and his it, it goes like this the king in his fullness and then there's like the tyrant and the weakling you know that's the other it's like a triangle of these two these archetypes and then there's the warrior and then there's the sadist and the masochist so it's like the negative versions of that archetype and then there's the divine child that, like, breaks it down. And, it, and then you go down into the magician um, and then the, uh, you know, the lover. And it just really breaks down these archetypes in this, like, this way so that you can understand the different interplays and the the complexity of masculinity and, like, how life's coming at you in all these different ways. And it really lets you start seeing how, like, we you know, especially as a, a cop, like, the warrior archetype really comes out. And, uh, you know, it talks about like what people go through when they go to war and and what warriors are facing and and the mentality it takes to step into that kind of experience. And why like that shadow version of the warrior shows up and kind of pulls you uh, down like a negative path with it, you know, if you're not careful. And so it's just a really like deep look at like the complexities of those different roles we play in our life. Like the king, the warrior, the magician, you know really kind of like that alchemist type you understand so each
0: one isn't so each one isn't like oh like you look at it and you're like oh i'm this like i'm the this archetype or it's like an you we can be all of those yeah you're it's different okay you're all of them okay yeah and and you,
1: you read the book and you can kind of see at different times in your life when those roles really showed up for you you know and you're like oh wow like the warrior version when you read that it's really gonna hit home. Uh, with our experiences in law enforcement, and and other people that have experienced like life and death circumstances, trauma, you know, military, you know, yeah, it's really amazing like how the warrior archetype shows up in your life, and and these things are going on, and and, and I love this type of stuff. I love like understanding the depths of like the human experience, and and all the the you know influential things that we go through and and because i mean we are just a collection of past experiences you know that we've perceived and judged to create kind of who we are you know you know and, and yeah. brought us to this moment so you really got to understand what is and i've been thinking about this a lot you know i remember our time because personal development really takes you down a path of like understanding who who am i and And am I making the decisions because PTSD really exposed me to like my mind was kind it would run away with itself. It's just so overwhelming, the thoughts and the, the triggering and, you know, the overwhelm and the anxiety and the depression, like all that stuff coming at me at once. It was just like, man, I'm not even in control of my own mind. It was like trying to drive a car, but something else is turning the steering wheel. It's not you how terrifying would that be, you know? And it's like your own mind is running away with itself and you can't calm yourself down. And like these mind, these mental loops are just playing and playing and making you anxious for things that aren't even real, you know? And it's like, what the hell is going on? So it really got me trying to like understand what causes your mind to do that type of stuff. And and why like, for me, my own belief systems weren't even mine. Like, you know, the things that we talked about in the prior episodes, when you told me about like not eating sugar, you know? I was just domesticated as a child. Like my parents didn't have healthy habits. They were addicts, you know, their whole lives. And so they weren't going and buying fruits and vegetables and healthy things and getting us to eat. Right. They were going and buying like just Doritos. I didn't even know. I thought the best chips you can get were Doritos. You know, like Mm -hmm. I I thought that was healthy. Like, oh, Doritos and Sprite. You know, I'm like, dang, that's a cool thing. And I watched the basketball players on TV, you know uh, promoting, uh, Sprite, you know, and like, it was all delicious and good for you. And I'm like, dang, man, if those athletes are drinking Sprite, it must be good. You know, mm-hmm. that's how like indoctrinated I was as a kid. I didn't have good influences around me to teach me about nutrition or anything. And we were on, you know, food stamps and, and really impoverished. So what do you think people on food, like in my experience, what are they buying? You go to the, the processed bull crap, you know, hamburger helper, and freaking, you know, macaroni and cheese and crap. And that's what you're eating. You know, Doritos, soda, Dr. Pepper mm-hmm. or whatever. Sandwich. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's like Yeah, I Joe's. Yeah. That's what we called it a the time. My you made goulash. It was some nasty like hamburger helper
0: cheese thing. It was disgusting. And that's how <laughs> hamburger I helper used to be bomb food. though, man, even though it was horrible. I mean, even though Hamburger Helper was horrible, fuck, I love when my mom made Hamburger Helper, bro.
1: That shit was amazing. And and so that really brought me to an understanding of, like, what decisions in my life am I making for me? You know, what beliefs are actually mine? And I remember thinking this years ago, where I'm like, most of the beliefs I have aren't even mine. I just do this because other people tell me to do it, or because society says, or, you know, it's a Christian thing to do, or this and that, religious, or whatever. You know, and I'm like man I am not me like I, I don't even get to make my own choices and that's really what set me on a path of deep personal development to really understand and I went back to the very basics of like I have zero beliefs I just wipe the board clean and then I'm like okay what do if if it's up to me what do I choose to believe you know what do, how do I want to build this life and that even goes to basic preferences of comfort and you know I've been noticing and I think I talked to you about this week where I set myself up for like my preferences to go to jujitsu when it's convenient or I'm not that tired or this and that. Like I have all these preferences that set me up to have a a reactive, like difficult time getting to jujitsu or not enjoying jujitsu at its fullest. And I'm like, where did I get those fucking preferences even? You know, like, why do we have that bullshit? Who told us that we are supposed to be comfortable all the time? That we're supposed to be like, oh, don't injure yourself. Oh, don't do this. It's just like, you know, no one wants to get injured, but you don't hold yourself back so much that you you don't really even grasp or or even inch into the the, the edge of your limits. Like, we're not even close to it, you know? We don't even get close to it. We don't even know what we have to offer. We don't even know what is in us. Like, what's in your gas tank? How far can you go? And I remember, like... Um, I listened to this. I've been listening to this book on Audible. Uh, "Can't Hurt Me" by David Goggins. Yeah, amazing book. Amazing book. And and the way he's pressed like his edges and just pushed himself through suffering, uh, it's just it's mind boggling. And then it's like, wait a minute. And in the in the or in the uh, Audible book, he like has commentary at the end of the chapters where he's telling extra stories on top of the normal book and he tells about a story where he's at the gym and a guy comes up to him because he's like oh you david goggins you know you know him." And it's almost like guys or people want to pay homage or like kind of like pump you up a little bit just to get to like chat with you like oh you you know i was thinking about running this marathon and and uh, he talks about it. he's told the guy yeah go for it dude and he's like ah you know i'm gonna train for about a year and then i'm gonna start and he's like we get this like preference in our mind that teaches us oh well you need to be ready you need to do this you need to be do that and you know i that's true for me i mean we talked about like that inner bitch or like the inner coward you know mm-hmm. um in another episode and that's where i'm like dude i our brain is just set up that way like why you know all these like archetypes are playing out in our lives whether it's the shadow archetype and we're not even aware of it you know and and it's influencing us to make decisions that aren't in our own good or aren't even like my awareness isn't even there to make the decision for myself. It's just autopilot because that's what I've always done. How free are we truly if if that's what we're doing? You know, and, and my mind is in control of me if I'm afraid of going to for jitsu because of discomfort. Yeah. You know, it's like, who's in control here? Why would I let this this monkey mind run my life? Because the only thing it wants is comfort and security, certainty. And and that's the only thing it's going to give me. That isn't growth. That isn't expansion. That isn't you know put, tapping into the potential or or really seeing what what do I even got available to me? Like how far can I go? Yeah, that's what I yeah. want to know. Like how far can I push this? You know? Yeah. And man. and that goes in so many aspects. And just jujitsu is laying it out where we can actually come up against that mind. And we can call it that monkey mind, whatever you want to call it. We can come up against ourselves and really look at ourselves in the mirror and go, who are you? Like, who are you really? And what do you have to offer? And man, like getting to the end of this journey of life or whatever, you know, death, however you want to call that, like that experience and not at least asking some of those questions and trying to
0: answer some of them would be terrifying to me, you know? Yeah. And it happens to a lot of people, man. That's what happens to most people. Think about that, man. Most, I would say the major in a, if you're looking at fucking numbers, the majority of people, <clears throat> the majority of people get to the end of their life and look back. And I'm probably, sh- I'm pretty sure that a lot of people look back and say, "Fuck, I didn't. What did I do? I just did the same shit every day. I did the same thing every day of my life." You know, I mean, there's people who have never gone out of my hometown, man. There's people who live in my hometown and they've never left the motherfucker. You know. Um, as far as that comfort too, it's, I can see how, I mean, it's very easy to like on the days where I have jujitsu, you know, and I work overnight and I fucking wake up and I'm laying there in bed and I'm like, fuck, this bed is so nice. I'm looking at the people I work with who work overnight and those motherfuckers, they sleep. They'll, they'll, they'll send me one of my buddies, he sends me a Marco Polo at like 7 p.m. And he's just waking up and he sleeps He just sleeps all fucking day. He goes to bed in the morning and he'll just sleep. I'm like, that must be real fucking nice, bro. You know, while you're sleeping, I'm fucking fighting for fucking two hours, you know, but, but that's the, that's the, you know, I, I would feel bad about myself. I don't know about you, but I tell my when I miss jujitsu, I feel bad. Like, I feel like, fuck, I could have went, I could have gone, but I made the choice not to like a bitch and because i was tired or because of something hurt you know i mean depending on the injury you know but if you don't go and i and that plays out in your whole life you know and 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 if you make the decision not to do those things you're scared of it's easy to continue it becomes a habit it becomes a habit continually making those decisions not to do the things to do the things you're that not to do the things that take you out of your comfort zone man and uh I, since we're on jiu-jitsu, that's the beauty of jujitsu. is it gives you something that it allows you to take you out yourself out of your comfort zone on a regular basis, man. So, I mean... And why does it do that? You know, because for me, I just started thinking about that. It's like
1: everything I'm doing right now in jiu-jitsu is just... It just exposes me to the weaknesses I have and the inefficiencies I have and the inability to really practice the art the way I should because I just don't know. You know, I just don't even... My, my brain can't comprehend it's like my coach has like a 12 lane highway that he gets to go down every time he rolls <laughs> you and i have a single lane highway that we're trying to we're trying to compete with a 12 lane highway you know what i mean yeah and it's just like like because uh on friday we had class and and there was blue belts in there that he was showing stuff to and i'm like my goodness like how do you think of those three or four things all together like, I can only focus on one thing at a time. And with jujitsu, a lot of the times, it's like, they get, if, if you're trying to escape the legs, they get your neck. and If you're trying to block the neck, you can't escape your leg. It's like, there's always multiple like variables coming at you. And, and yeah. you can't comprehend them all because your brain just hasn't stretched, you're just slowly growing. And one of the things I was reading about, it was in a different book, and it was talking about that Michael Johnson, the fastest man on, you know, when he did the, all the running and he broke all the world records in the
0: Olympics. You remember him? Yes.
1: Um, before you seen
0: Bolt and all that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. what well, he was talking. Yeah, but about, he was actually Michael Johnson was actually running the. He ran the 400 and the 200, yeah. so he ran the longer a little bit. He ran like the full sprint around the track, and yeah. you know what he I was mean? a cool dude. Sane, yeah, he was freaking, and he was huge too, man yeah i remember that yo, back in the day dude. just yeah awesome dude but he was talking
1: yeah. about like he wasn't focused on instant success he knew that if he could just every single day work on improving a little bit that the end game would be something more ma- magnificent like he wasn't in it for like the continued instant success and gratification and that's mm-hmm. where i'm like holy crap with jiu it's like man, I am in here to understand what I don't know at this time. I'm not here to yeah. win roles, really. I'm here to try to comprehend all my weaknesses and expose myself to my weaknesses continuously. And yeah. and when you you shift that perspective and, and you start accepting life as, hey, I'm at the starting line and I'm totally good with that. That's where I should be, you know? And yeah. it opens you up so much more to like learning and growth because now it's like, you know, even coach, like I told you, he said, uh, your worst days are your best. And I was like, Whoa, dang. Cause he's like, that's where you actually expose yourself to what your weaknesses are. And that's where all your growth is. How many, like, if you look at social media or how many areas
0: of your life, are you actually exposing your weaknesses? Yeah. We just don't do it. And if you think about it, man. Yeah. And if you think about it, the, uh, when, when, when you had mentioned that this week, it just made me think of, it's It's completely true, man, because on the days where you, for me at least, on the days where you walk out feeling like you did really good and shit worked, you don't really think about, like, oh, I could have done this better. You don't think about improving, really. You just think about, oh, I, that, yeah, that was good. Yeah, let me go fucking relax now and do something fun. Take a shower, you know? But on the days you get the. The hard day, I fucking think about it all the way until the next class. You know, I think about it to the next class. I think about the motherfucker that did it. I think about what he did, what I did, how I could have done it better, how I can fucking eat better. What I'm thinking about it all goddamn day on the worst days, you know, when you have a bad day. And that's the value of having the bad days. And it seems like, especially at White Belt, the bad days, for me, the hard days are way more numerous than the fucking good days, you know. And you what you said about the uh, – what you said about the – what you drinking there
1: that's just uh iced coffee
0: oh what you said a little eggnog uh, in it
1: so it's got sugar in it too <laughs> oh jesus
0: what what you said about the uh, uh him showing the blue belt stuff uh today and it seemed advanced you know and, and in perspective a blue belt is just past the white belt you know just a blue belt is not looked at with a ton of respect by someone who's been doing jiu a lot you know they're still just a beginner and uh but it's crazy how much more they know. You know, like, I'm with the blue belt. He's I, I was training with a blue belt today, cool guy. And he's only been a blue belt for, I think, like, a few, six months maybe. And he's fucking showing me all this shit. With everything I'm doing, he's showing me how to do it better. And he's barely ahead of me in the freaking game. And I'm just like, man, you never stop. And he's just... It's in perspective. It's just such a huge learning, a huge amount of learning that's available, you know, because you got this guy who's just a little bit ahead of you, and he's nothing compared to the guys that are ahead of him, and he's freaking ways, knows way more than fucking me, you know, and uh, and that's one of the allures of jiu-jitsu j- to me. It's just like, wow, it's fuck. This is this is like learning a. What we, we say it all the time. It's like you're in college, learning, getting your degree in some amazing science. You know, but this science, if you learn how to kill people with your hands, you know, which is the fun to me. That's funner than numbers and it's funner than science and other shit, you know, so um, it's good, man. And and also speaking of blue belts, uh, I rolled with this little blue belt, a little white, and he was, uh, the guy had to have been like, I don't know, 130 pounds. And, by, you know, size difference-wise, I was able to kind of hold him off and, and you know, but it's just crazy that a guy that size so much smaller than me and he he just wore me down man you know and you you would never think that when you walk into a place and you see this little tiny guy there 130 pounds you know you see a guy like that you're like i'll smash that guy and then you fight with him and you roll with him you're like god damn it any longer and i would just die of exhaustion he never stopped you know his fucking pressure he never stopped I'm like god damn it give me a fucking break you know and we did seven minute rolls the whole seven minutes that motherfucker was like a goddamn monkey man just on me on me on me uh, and that was one roll you know so i love it though, so, man It's 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 a good time i can't wait to go tomorrow again so um starting to feel better getting a little bit of a gas tank that takes a while well you're thinner and shit man i think your gas tank is like you know i don't know i feel like you you probably have a pretty good gas tank it's not where it should be i could always improve and that's really where my
1: focus is getting to like i'm going to start running and i'm going to start doing workouts here uh to kind of improve like my core and different things grip strength and different things like that that will help my game and uh well help it as a white belt (laughs) what what came to mind when you're sharing that is like in in many areas of life it's like because one thing that, that coaches really start – I'm starting to learn from him, and I just really listen deeply when he's talking and he's explaining. Because one thing is is we were working so hard just to be a white belt to comprehend a few things in jiu-jitsu. He's a black belt, so he's gone through all the journey that we're going through much further, and then he's going through it as a teacher now. And that's a yeah. whole nother layer that's a whole nother depth to it to, to not like I couldn't teach what I'm trying to learn. It would be so confusing. I would confuse the hell out of everyone else, you know? And it's just like to think that he's gone through everything we're going through and then some like far past what we're going through already. And then he came back through it again as a teacher to teach. It's crazy. It's amazing. And so (laughs) what I was thinking was like, he talks about like you're in a position and it's not like, as soon as you get mount you go for uh, submission it's like you gotta wait you gotta get the timing right because they're gonna initially as soon as they get in the mount they're gonna start panicking and, and try to bridge or whatever they're gonna do they're gonna try to get out of that uh dis- disadvantaged like position you know and so my brain it because it's a white belt it only clicks like it's like it's like those dot to dot like experiments like a to b to c like i don't know what those what are those called those little pictures you used to draw like the lines like
0: yeah connect the dots, dots or whatever
1: connect the dots like it that's how my brain works and theirs is like one of those like colorful designs like where you get to color all the different colors and it's all like a trippy like art book because it, it's like i i can't think past like oh i'm gonna get a more right now and it, it, i i telegraph it and i'm jumping on it too fast and i'm not patient in letting it set up and letting the person move into a variation where it's more advantageous and the timing and the balance and everything has kind of come together to make the make that submission happen or go transition to another one. And my brain it just it can only click from one dot to the next. And that's mm-hmm. where for me it's like that really translates to day-to-day life, where whether it's me and my my wife or are talking about, you know, our marriage or something like that. And I'm like, ooh, if we're talking about this subject, it's very uncomfortable for me. So I'm re- reactive right away. And I don't just mm-hmm. sit in the moment. I don't hear her. I don't hear her experience and And what she's trying to share, maybe she's overwhelmed from a busy week. And I just get into like defensiveness really quickly because I'm like, Oh, I don't like what she said. Just like, I don't like being in someone's mouth. Right. And so I'm like, Oh, well, and then I'm like, last night I had to go to her. I'm like, I'm not hearing you. I'm not listening. I'm, I'm being reactive. I'm being, you know, I'm getting in my feelings. I'm sorry. Like I'm hearing you now. This is what I'm hearing, you know? And I just, How much do we want to avoid these feelings? As soon as we feel uh, a position in jiu-jitsu that's uncomfortable or just like a, you know, a discomfort and and not a good position to be in, whether it's someone's got your back, someone, you know, they're just wearing you down, you know, side control. That one's a crappy one for me. Knee on belly is not fun. You know, there's these, these very uncomfortable positions and I feel my brain go, ah, like go, 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 go. Like someone grabs your neck. You want to move. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to be in that. And it's just yeah. like instinctual. And I think the f- same thing is with our feelings and in areas of our ego and things that you and I talk about where it's like, nope, nope, no man, I'm not in my ego. Nope. You know, I'm just avoiding it. I don't even want to go there. And you're like, dude, like, come on, let's talk about this. And I'm like, uh oh, no, I don't want to. <laughs> it we gotta learn to like take our time, breathe deeply, like get comfortable with these just com- this these like bad feelings or whatever labels you wanna give them. All of them are just on an equal playing field whether it's sadness or happiness joy or depression whatever it is like what if we just gave all these like emotions like an equal playing field and you know room to like teach us something they're just signs you know and what if we could just sit with any like a feeling like emotions, is just energy in motion right and that's if you look at a jujitsu player it's a lot of motion it's just your body's in motion energy and thought like mixing together and you know, making something beautiful happen and in, in, in the beautiful art of jujitsu, And it's like, man, why don't we like interact with our life in the, in the way that we interact with Jiu It teaches you to be open to, you know, learning how to defend your neck, you know, learning how to defend when someone's got your back, learn how to defend, man, you know, because that's where you really start to build uh, your game and start to understand that, you know, you have a lot to offer and you have a lot more to offer than you thought, you know yeah and then there's times where it yeah. becomes overwhelming it's like you know someone's got your back and you're trying to defend you're like man how did it even get here what am i doing like try to observe yourself in those moments that's my point is like when you're, you're having a hard conversation with your wife or your buddy who's really pointing out that man you're in your ego dude like i see it you're like oh man no i don't want to admit that no that's you know can you stay in that for a while i don't know that stands yeah. out to me man i think it's so important to just we rush through life so much and that's what keeps us in that autopilot and lets our mind kind of run us. That's what I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And just on that topic, speaking, speak, and we'll jump out of metaphor and into just reality is because you're speaking in metaphor, but yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, no, that's fine. I just want to bring it to somebody. I mean, there might be somebody who's listening who's a new white belt and who's just so also what he's saying is, which I've I've I think I've learned to do this now is when you are in a bad position in jujitsu, you know, uh it's a, for one, it's a good time to teach to remind yourself to just relax and breathe, don't get tense. And for two, it's a time to teach yourself how to be patient and you just wait. And um I've been teaching myself that because I get my guard pass all the goddamn time. So I'll I'll just, <laughs> I'll just sit you just you just wait. They get you in a bad position, you just wait. You just relax. Okay, I can breathe now. I can just wait. And he's gonna have to do something. You know, if you start what happens like when I'm what I've learned when I'm on top is I just you you wait, especially with like these young athletic dudes. Right when you get on top, man, they're fucking bridging and bumping you off and doing all this shit. And if you create any space, they're gonna throw you off with their strength because they don't like being there. So you don't let their you know, you kind of just ride it out. You don't try anything. Just get your position. And you then try to break them mentally. And you break them mentally by staying in one place, putting pressure on them, making it so they can't breathe. And make, and then they use all their energy. And if you wait long enough, you'll see, you'll, you'll feel, okay, I think he's fucking kind of, he's softened up now a little bit. His, his energy's gone. And if his energy's not gone, you just wait. You know, because I don't have the technique a lot of the time. Like... My technique is not sound enough to go for something without one of these guys getting away. You know, it's like a fish, you know, you're fishing like, ah, fuck, it's going to get away if I try anything. So the best thing to do is just wait. And if you have to wait the whole round, it kind of sucks for them. But, you know, you you do what you can, but you're just trying to break the guy mentally. And when you're on the bottom, you got to remember the same thing. Don't use all your energy right away. Save all your energy. Let the guy on top use some energy. And when once he creates a little bit of space, just wait for that space and that's when you freaking make your move, you know? So anyhow, I just wanted to pull that out of what you were saying because uh I got what you were saying, but then I wanna just translate it into just jujitsu talk for anyone who's listening, you know. Um because being new being a new guy in jujitsu, you know, fuck I I still to this day, but especially when I was brand new, man, I'm fucking watching all kinds of shit, listening to everything I can, listening to every piece of advice I can, you know, because you don't really know shit. You don't know anything when you go in there. If you've never done it, you don't know shit, man. Like you go in there. There's some guys that come in. I mean, at least being a little athletic is good or having a little bit of for me, you got a little bit of fire in your heart, you know, like you fucking want you you're OK with going head to head with somebody and fighting a little bit. But there's some guys that come in. They have zero. I mean, no offense to you, those guys. But there's some guys that come in that aren't very athletic and don't have much fight in them. And that's difficult because you've got a lot to work on. But at the same time, you can get re- there's those guys who probably become black belts and whoop your ass now, you know, but um, every little piece that you can learn, you know, learn it. And that's for us. I just want to try to uh, provide as much value from what we've learned so far, you know. So anyhow, I just extracted that from what you were saying, man. And
1: definitely, I can get very uh,
0: metaphorical
1: and and excited at times. But for me, I just love, like, it's getting to know myself. It's getting to know my tendencies. How you do anything is how you do everything. Um, When I'm exposed to my weaknesses in jujitsu, then I can start to see my weaknesses in, in my marriage or, you know, how I'm showing up in other areas of my life. And that's where I'm like, oof. You Know even yesterday I was we were having a hard chat and I'm like, what are you gonna do with this? How is this gonna make you better? Why would I ask something like that without like the experience I've had with Jiu Jitsu, you know? Yeah. It's yeah, like man. okay, you know, remember what remember what we talked about when I was in my ego a lot with that that role I had with that guy, and I'm like really upset about it, it bothered me, it upset me. Or, and you had a similar experience, you remember? And it's yeah, like
0: recently. hey, what are we
1: gonna do with it? How is it gonna make you better? And I was just like, wow, like, what a question. That's powerful, man. And then, like, and, and like I said with the preferences in the beginning of the, the episode, it's like, what are my preferences? What, what, why am I so protective of, like, my comfort? How is that going to make me better? What am I protecting myself from? Yeah. You know, a new layer, a new level of my potential. Like, wow. You know, and then even what you shared with me uh, before we hopped on this was, like, how you're going to push yourself harder. You know, be more accountable. And you're sharing with me to, like, hey, I really want to be more accountable. I want to go to the gym three days a week on top of, you know, my jiu-jitsu training. And I'm like, dude. Like, you know, and then there's that, like, it was a Marcus Aurelius quote I read in, like, the Stoic stuff uh, about how he's, like, you know i'm not made to just lay in bed in my warm covers you know i'm here to get up and, and like do something with with this life i was given you know we're not meant mm-hmm. to just be in comfort you know and then me and my wife went and got coffee this morning and there's this sign at the coffee shop about like you weren't made to like just eke into your grave like very soft and gently you know with no damage taken you know it's like you're meant to like go skid sideways into that grave you know screaming woohoo like what a ride you know and just be completely worn out and tired you know that kind of person depends, really knows themselves man. they've answered the hard questions they've got to know themselves in the difficult circumstances and that's where jiu-jitsu for me is just like i haven't even grasped the, the depth of the self-awareness and knowledge that it gives you yeah and i'm like wow time to reset those preferences you know i am not pushing it enough in any area of my life
0: do you follow uh before i forget Someone that inspires the shit out of me is Cameron Haynes, man. You follow that guy? Yeah. He's like 52. Yeah. If you don't follow keep him, keep hammering. Follow him just because. Yeah. His motto is "keep hammering," and apparently he's like the Michael Jordan of fucking air uh, bow hunting, and uh, he's like the best in the world, you know. And yeah. this guy, uh, I follow him just because it's like David Goggins, just because of his inspiration. The guy, you know, he works a full time job still. Yeah. He works a full time job at a bow place. On his lunch break, he runs like 10 or 20 miles a day, you know, on top. of then he goes, he fucking does his weightlifting. He does his fucking uh, shooting his bow with the 90-pound uh, draw. And uh, it's every day. And keep hammering is his motto. And he's just been doing what he likes, working hard. And he's built this huge brand for himself, you know, just doing that. And I am I watch him. And he's like 52, 52 or something, 50, 50-something. 50 and he's fucking ripped you know excellent shape running fucking marathons and i'm just look at him like fuck you know that's some good inspiration right there man jesus christ you know yeah
1: and you're tapped um, into it right there
0: the inspiration like
1: i started thinking about that like why push it why go through the discomfort of training jujitsu? why you know does it make you a like more rich or this and that it's like i to me it's like it's got to be bigger than you at times like What's the point of all this? You know, like I look at things that inspire me that are, that pull me out of like, it's not just about me, you know, I want to do yeah. something that makes an impact on my wife, my kids, my, you know, my close friends, my brothers, you know, like, how could I make an impact on others if I'm not pushing myself and growing, you know, like, yep. what is a cause bigger than and greater than yourself that you can use someone like that, Cameron Haynes to inspire you to push harder? david goggins yeah. you know coach or you know my wife or you know what is what are who are the people that inspire you in life you know you know using you as an inspiration when you tell me hey i'm pushing harder this i need to step it up i'm going to the gym more what is my yeah what is my accountability there am i just gonna go oh cool good for you man you know yeah
0: you're gonna want to go do i need it. a game
1: plan There's Or a- like okay i gotta plan this out and train for a year and then i'll start
0: doing that you know Bro, there's people. That's that one gets me, man. Oh, you you should uh, you wanna you should come do some jujitsu. Ah, uh, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna do it after I lose 20 pounds. I'll be in there. You know, that's what I hear. I hear from guys. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna do it. Why am I getting shape? You'll lose it. 20 pounds. I'm like, you'll lose 20 pounds in a couple weeks, motherfucker. Just come in. You know. Uh, Cameron Haynes posted. Uh, speaking to him, he posts and he puts it every once in a while. He puts a meme up on his story. I forget the. I think it's a Marcus Aurelius quote, but it's um, I love it. It's fucking. I don't know it exactly, but it's something like uh, death whispers death whispers in in my ear, I am coming. You know, and you'll put that up every once in a while. I'm like, fuck, that's one of yeah. the best quotes ever, man. You know? Momentum mori, tree? you know. Yeah. Remember yeah. you will die, you know. Yeah, death awaits us all, man. So what the fuck are you doing from this moment until you fucking take your last breath on this earth? You know, are you making it worth it? Are you making your life worth it? Are you inspiring the people around you? Or 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 are you just kind of wasting space on earth on the planet because to me you're either inspiring people and becoming your best self if you have the ability you know you're either you're either inspiring people or you're wasting space because there's a lot of people here you know so i i choose to be and surround myself by people who are trying to inspire other people and if if honestly if you're not doing that then i you know you should be you should be, you know, figure out a way to become your best self, whoever you are, you know? Yeah. And and that's what, you
1: know, we were walking, I was walking with my wife
0: today and she's
1: like, man, it really makes you think like, why are we here? What we, What is this all about? Why are we doing this? You know? And we, of course it was like a, a lengthy talk about that. But um, for me, it's like, you know, when you think about death and it really brings an awareness to you, it's like, and we've talked about this where it's like, when it's all about the outer circumstances the external you know checking all the boxes like we mentioned in the other episode right like checking the boxes of career life kids house since you know Um, yeah and then you realize that all that external stuff does nothing to shift the energy and the the belief that you have about yourself inside you like you don't love yourself more once you buy a new car maybe for a week and you're driving around and you think people are looking at you but no one really gives a shit they're just yeah. annoyed by your exhaust, you know. They're like, "Gosh, yeah. why did he buy that?" You know. Exactly. They're just looking at you in disdain, you know, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, and you realize that you're you're focused on the external because you're afraid of what you're gonna find when you look within. Yeah. And then those brave few that are willing to look within, the first thing you see are all the weaknesses, all the inconsistencies, all the the comfort junkie bullshit that you don't want to face. And I wrote about that today with like my experience in PTSD was it's like looking at a puzzle that's face down. So you look at the cardboard backing on the puzzle. You don't know what pieces go with what, because you don't have the picture that, that they connect together. It just, it's very confusing, but the fear in flipping those pieces over is it exposes you to the truth about yourself. You go within, right? And then you start trying to fix everything in there. And it's like, there's a part of you that isn't broken. There's a part of you that was never broken. There's a part of you that has intrinsic value that will always be there, that was there. That's the soul consciousness like version of you that is whole and complete. It's energy. It's not gonna dissipate. It's not gonna be destroyed when you die. It's that energy, right? And I know here I go metaphorical again. But oh, it's like, okay. you gotta understand that there's this this fucking amazing part of who you are. And then there's the bullshit that we've stacked on top of that, the doubts, the fears, the comfort, the domestication, the the preferences that all these other people have given us. You know, we're not even we don't even have our own beliefs because we're just using everyone else's. We don't even know ourselves. And to know yourself, you got to start flipping over those puzzle pieces and seeing what this exposes about you. Fuck, man, I'm codependent. Fuck, man, I'm, you know, I'm so interior. worried about what women think about me. I need external validation. You know, I, I have yeah. these relationships, but I have no intimacy. You yeah. know, you know how 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 much intimacy and like depth of relationship do we have as cops? You know, like my closest male friends now, I'm like, man, I love you. Like you're my brother. Like I actually feel like we're brothers because we we don't. It's not superficial bullshit. You know, we're not yeah. talking about like how fast our cars are. Or, and big art truck is a bad is. thing. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing if you're into that. Good for you. But at the end of the day, it's an outside, external thing that's never going to give you the truth of who you are. You're not yeah. going to answer those and, questions
0: with that. And to add on top of that, and, and and I was thinking the other night, and, you know, one of the most important, valuable things that we have in this lifetime is is our our relationships. And when you're uh, looking for external validation, you're going to attract people. You're going to attract the wrong people, man. Like you mentioned, uh, you know, the guy, you get a new car and you're worried about what everybody's thinking about you. Well, uh, for instance, buddy of mine with the nice, he's got a really nice car, you know, and he's really, really trying to attract, what he's trying to do is attract women with this car. And for me, I'm thinking to myself, if you're if you want to attract women with this car, what kind of woman are you going to attract? A woman who wants you for your car? That's not the kind of woman I fucking want. I do not want that woman. You know, like I you know, I I'd, I'd rather do the inner work and become the best version of myself and go through the hard shit and cultivate some light and pull it out of me and show that to the world and then you know, magnetize some good souls to me and attract women because my soul is fucking shining, not because I'm driving a nice car. I want to drive a bucket and have a good soul and attract someone who loves me for that, man. You know, and I try to tell him he's a younger dude. I try to tell him that. But, uh, you know, I guess you got to just grow through it in life to understand that concept, because, you you know, you're going to attract whatever you whatever you you put out. And that's why we do the work, man. To to kind of attract well, our tribe, attract the right people. How true our lives, is that? You know, how amazing is that? How true is that? Like, what kind
1: of wisdom is is like deeply seated in that, so that you can really change the way you view yourself, change the way you're interacting with life and others? Because you know, it's a very shallow outlook on life and and a shallow, disconnected uh, connection. Like, you're not really deeply connected to the person you're with if you're you're looking at each other in the material form like that. So for me, it's like, one of the things I, I was talking to my wife about, and I keep bringing this up because we've been chatting a lot because our kids are like, uh, we we have a kid-free weekend. So I'm really excited. Okay.
0: Well, that's good. So, right on.
1: So me and her have been chatting it up because, uh, well, I've been chatting and she's been putting up with me chatting a lot. So yeah, there's that. But
0: And now you just, like, just drank the thing a bunch I was of coffee and you're about like, to
1: chat it up some more with her. Yeah. Yeah, and put sugar in it. So I never put like milk or anything in my coffee. So now I'm really excited. But one of the things I was realizing, we've talked about this a lot with women and and really growing as a man to really know yourself as a man. You know, you got to surrender, right? You got to let go and just love yourself. And that will attract. You got to let go of the outcome, let go of the attachment to that outcome and just be like, you know what? Before I met my wife, I didn't know who, you know, I had wrote out my dream, the version of my dream woman and who I wanted to, you know, have in my life. And I just left it to the universe. You know, I just surrendered. I don't know who that'll be. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how long it'll take. It may never happen. Maybe I'll be alone for the rest of my life. But I found that I was, because I was okay with that outcome and just surrendered to it, I was able to start loving myself and really get to know myself and know what I want. What do i actually want not censored to other people's recommendations or or decisions or wants for me oh well you should you should want this girl because of this body and this and that it's like no no no, no. i don't want any outside sources influencing my decisions in this i want to be deeply happy with the the partner that i connect with who loves me on a soul level a soul level because i'm telling you the beauty on the outside fades
0: 100 that soul
1: will be will be shining and vibrant forever 100 percent. and so for me it's like what you get caught up in is you know you make that choice of like surrendering and then you get what you want like i met my wife and it was it was so funny how it happened as soon as i surrendered and just go damn like i am feeling really good like i am content boom it was like yeah. hey you want to go grab dinner it's like sure. And then boom, we hit it off. And I'm like, no way, like this can't be real. And then before I know it, like I was telling her recently, I wrote her a note when she was at work and and I really opened up about like, man, I really got in my head again, trying to make a plan to make sure our marriage is perfect. Right. You see how we, we go back. Like, it's like getting, you know, a really dominant position. And, you know, a lot of times I'll get, um, Like I'll take the back or something and someone will spin around and you end up in guard and they're kind of, they're passing your guard and you're in a, you go from a dominant position to a, to a a weaker position. You know what I mean? And it's like the mind plays tricks on you. You get into really good, solid space and then the life goes, okay, cool. Here's what you wanted. You wanted a partner. You wanted money. You wanted this career. You wanted whatever it is, this goal, this outcome that you wanted. You get it and then it freaks your brain out. You know, your brain starts playing tricks on you. Just like in jujitsu, it plays tricks on you at times where it's like, oh no, you start to panic because you're in a bad position. You're in side control and you don't want to be in side control because your ribs hurt or whatever, you know? And so you start exposing yourself, leaving yourself open, or you start doing things that take you away from what got you there to begin with. You know, what got me to meet my wife was surrender. It wasn't planning. I didn't have a freaking master plan to meet her. I didn't know it was going to be her. So why am I switching up now and going back to what my mind used to mess me up before? And it's the same thing with jujitsu. It's like, when you, you start rolling with coach or something like that, you start going, Oh crap. He's going to get me in a darse again. I don't want to, I don't want that to happen. And so you start panicking and I leave my arm open and it's freaking, I get jacked that way. I'm like, dang it, man, get out of your head. Stop going to what that plan was that screws you up. Feel slow down. Just feel how he's moving feel how he's transferring his weight and and what he's doing and then you know observe yourself observe him and then let things come stop forcing it stop making a plan that's going to get jacked up you yeah. know so i don't know if that's too many metaphors or too deep and and like i said i'm
0: using my wife because it's just you can have an evil soul and treat people bad and be abusive to people and put people down but if you're pretty you can put up a fake smile on the internet and the world will love you you know and that's it for me, as I move in, as I move on through life, you know, looking for, not even looking, but you know, allowing my soulmate to come to me. I'm not looking for somebody who's gonna make everybody say they're beautiful, you know. I'm looking for somebody who I can connect with on a soul level and speak about life and speak about development and and you know, work together to be the best versions of ourselves, unattached, you know. And I don't know how the fuck we got down that path, but I just wanted to speak on the ego, man, and the the, the weight that our society puts on beauty, man, and how disgusting it is, you know, because beauty is nothing but a perception. So,
1: yeah. Anyhow. And staying, you know, keeping it in context, like the example you're given about a woman getting away with things and this and that, it's not like we're not being sexist. We're not pointing fingers at women or anything like that. You're using the the, the thing we we're talking about and using that contextually as the example you gave you know so making sure yeah. that we're clear on that uh, as you explained it it's very clear to me but I just want to make sure everyone listening hears like we're not attacking women just because you, you know outwardly beautiful doesn't mean that you're bad or negative um for me it's like i remember that feeling of knowing like okay what does everyone else thinks beautiful now i want that because then i have something that everyone else wants or something like that yeah it was some like weakness some like mistake that I was living in the ego. Uh, I remember doing that. I remember thinking that how many young men think that, you know, they're, we're told what's beautiful. We're shown what's beautiful on TV and commercials and this and that. And it's just like, I remember when I sat down and I was working through, like, I just removed all that censorship, all that teaching that someone else told me what was beautiful. And I'm like, what do I think is beautiful? And I just didn't allow any other interpretation of it, but my own. And man, if I didn't find it, you know, because it was very authentic and true to me. No yeah. one else. Like, I don't, I guarantee you that, you know, other men find my wife attractive. I don't know how you couldn't. I think she's gorgeous. But at the end of the day, I don't care. Like, it is solely up to the, and, and the beauty with her is far deeper than just her her external appearance. And that's what, you know, made me fall in love with her. It's that that deep soul you know, vibrant beauty, you know, and that's beauty to me. That's depth. And, 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 and that's what I want my daughter to understand about beauty. Like, don't ever look in the mirror to try to find that beauty. Look in your heart, look in your, your generosity, look in your character, look in your actions. That's Confidence. where going to find your beauty. You know, you're going to find that beauty just, just shining on the world, you know, and that's, that's what we all need to learn. But for me, it's like, how misled are we when we allow our ego because it's not just with women that we do those kind of things like ah man i want to buy that car because everyone likes those cars i want to do this you know it really exposes you to like jiu-jitsu doesn't let you do that it doesn't let you hang out in your ego because if i was in my ego in jujitsu, i wouldn't be walking around with a stinking white belt on you know yeah i'd be getting exactly. a black belt just to hang out with the cooler guys you know <laughs> what i mean yeah. Why would you be hanging out with the the white belt? You know what I mean? bro. And I, I say that humbly, because I'm a white belt.
0: Hey, that's a great point because just putting on the white belt in a jiu-jitsu gym, you have to fucking take an ego knock. You know, just putting that motherfucker on. When I'm in there, every time, and I can t- I, and I'll be honest with you, when I bring when I go in there with my bag, because I go, we all have a fucking ego. It's just the battling, you know, it's just being able to conquer the, the parts that lead you down the wrong path. But when I go on there with my bag, you know, and the things I've been through in life and my athleticism and shit. And I go in there and there's like a fucking new, co- uh, like a coach who's coming for the night or some new guy who's like a purple belt or a brown belt. And I still got my bag on and I go say hi to him and shit. I'm like, ah, fuck, I got to pull out this white belt right now. God damn it. You know? <laughs> oh, let me tell you this story, man. You know? <laughs> the other
1: day, yeah, uh, Lincoln, Link my stepson, I take him to jiu-jitsu with me a lot. So he's really close with coach and they mm-hmm. are always chatting it up and Having a good old time, and he like he learns all the terms. He's like, "Oh, breakfall shrimp." He like knows all the different things that oh, coach no, tells us. Great, man. Good. He loves it, man. He's so excited about jujitsu. He's gonna start next yes. month, so he's yeah. he's excited. That's he's turning awesome, five man. next month, so he's really pumped to to start. Oh, he has his own little. Great. E. So, but so it was like four, five of us on the mat, and the the one blue belt that was there that day was he was in the bathroom changing. And so it was like four or five white belts. We're all on the mat and we're stretching and talking to each other. You know, like you're, you're just chatting with your buddies and, and Lincoln's walking by on the mat next to coach. And he's like, all of a sudden, because it was quiet, we're all just kind of like on the mat and you hear him go, ah, white belts." <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, I look <laughs> over at him like, hey. Oh, coach just started busting up. He started laughing. He's like, oh, Did he- man. <laughs> <laughs> he just called us out because we're all chatting it up like we're cool, you know. And he's just yeah, like, ah, yeah. white belts. <laughs> <laughs> that's classic, I was man. like, dang, man. Yeah, keep coach us humble, Victor huh? was right there? Yeah, he just Victor started was laughing. Right there.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, that's hilarious, man. That's awesome. It's so funny. He just called us all out. He's like, you guys think you're all cool. You're a bunch of white belts.
0: Oh, man. Ah, kids, kids Can man. You see they're, me? They're, Can you see me yeah. right now? Hold on a second. Just,
1: Hold me out again.
0: again. I'm, I'm getting a call right now. Okay. Yeah, well, we call. can finish
1: this up. We're getting, I think we touched on some good yeah. stuff, man. I got a literally little metaphorical and then I, you know, add it with a little Lincoln joke at the end about white belts. But um, yeah. I just really, no. I've been really deeply like in my head, you know, working on those preferences and those belief systems that most of them aren't even mine, you know, and yeah. and the accountability that you gave me with saying you're going to step it up at working out three days a week as well um let's really work on that and keep each other accountable And the next episode we can say if we hit you know our workouts this week as well on top of jiu-jitsu and and uh you know everyone on the podcast can keep us accountable and we can keep them accountable and really just call each other to a higher higher level of of this potential and value that we have inside of us um and make each other better you know and, and that's what one thing I, I, on this book that i showed you the reason i showed you is i want to start like working like on a mastermind group or a men's group together where we hold each other accountable and each week we read like a chapter of this book and like start talking about it and sharing our goals with each other and, and really lifting ourselves higher and asking, asking more of ourselves, you know, Yeah, so that's kind of like my goal of that book is that's the book I'm going to start with getting a group of guys together that <clears throat> want to grow and, and push each other to a new level. And that's what coach does. You know, I remember I was rolling the other day and I heard coach going, okay, keep going. You got, you got 30 seconds left. Go, go, go push. Come on. Don't stop. Don't stop. And it's like, he knows that I can go further than I believe I can. And he's asking more of me. That's when you know you have a great mentor, coach, someone asks more of you. Most people shun that and they push away from that because they're like, oh, he's a jerk, man. He's always trying to tell me to do more. And that's a comfort junkie bullshit mindset that's always going to hold you back in life. But if someone sees greatness in you and they're asking for you to live into it, don't ever let those people go from your life add a add them into your life in a, in a more influential role bring them more deeply into your life and you will get better for it and that's like really why i was just like dang man coach is amazing because he's like asking us to put and i what was crazy about it is my leg was tired because i had frames and i was trying to balance the weight on the the opponent i was going against and my hand my grips on the lapel was just i just couldn't even grip it anymore i was so tired but then i just held yeah. on a little longer a little longer a little longer because he kept saying come on come on don't stop you know, and he was talking yeah. to all of us, and I'm like, man, it's amazing when you learn you can go much further than you, you think you can. I thought I was yeah. done, and I Th- kept. Going. Those are
0: the, those are the people you want in your life, like you said. And what happens, like, what happens is, and it's happened to me. You get people like that around you, and even like in, from a in a mentor standpoint, they will push you. The, these are the people that won't let you make excuses. You know, and and then your ego gets mad. You know, you're like, man, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. You know, it's saying I'm making excuses, you know, but you can either ha- either have that attitude or realize like, oh, no, this is the people you want, people around you who aren't going to let you make excuses, who are going to push you to be better, who are going to ask you if you're fucking eating good, who are going to ask you if you're working out, who are going to say, yeah, I'm working out. This is how long I fasted today. This is what I'm eating. The fuck are you eating? You know, and if if and some people can't handle it. I can tell you right now, the people around me fucking probably, ask them, probably get annoyed. Hey, I fasted 20 hours a day. This is what I'm eating. Have you fasted lately? What have you been eating? Oh, you're going to eat that fucking donut right now? Is that the second donut? You know, I'm that motherfucker, but, you know, I want the people around me to be healthy and doing good and feeling good, you know? And uh, that's the kind of people you want to have around. And if you don't have that around, you should definitely go find those people and, and get around them. And one way, one, I think we cut out right there. Did I'm I good. stop talking right there? Oh, no, you you're still good. hear me? Okay. Okay. Yeah. One way that you can do that, man, is is jujitsu. You're gonna have a coach who's gonna push you all the time. You're gonna have other guys who are working hard to stay in shape, who are trying to better themselves so they don't get their ass whooped on the mat, you know, and and when you start getting around those people, you get inspired to do the same thing and it'll it will completely change your life, man. So um yeah, I, I agree with what William said. Get around motivate motivated, motivating, inspiring people. Find them, seek them out, surround yourself with them. Get rid of the lazy, negative people in your life. You know that you're going to become those people if you keep hanging out with them. It doesn't matter if it's your family, your friends, your brother, your sister, your fucking godmother, your neighbor. If they're lazy and they're negative, get them the fuck out of your life, man. Stay away from them. You know I've had to cut some very close family members out of my life, very fucking close family members. And and then the then I have to worry about the family looking at me as an asshole for doing that. But I got places to go people to see, a person to become, you know, people to inspire. And I can't do that when I have negative people who put me down around me, negative people who are always complaining, negative people who who refuse to better themselves. I'm sorry, I'll give you a quick call and see how you're doing, but that's all I can do, you know, because I can't handle the negativity. So yeah, man, that's a a great point. So on the next uh, episode, I do want to talk about, uh, I've been, sleeping is a big issue for me. And I, I realized again, lately that really good thc is i want to tell the story about my my life with thc and what it does for me and how i'm sleeping better because of it but we'll wait till episode six for that so um yeah i'm ready yeah, for man. that too
1: because i i've had a few experiences with it as well and, and uh i'm excited i'm excited for that
0: yeah maybe we can there can be episode six we can start off though all right man um, if you don't have anything else i think we can end this on a uh, on that note, and I can see why this person is calling me a million times in a row. And one time decline, the motherfucker wasn't enough. You know, <laughs> I hit decline, You're gonna call three more times after that. You know, so, persistence. Anyhow. yeah, exactly. It, it no, we, we, five we weeks. To stop man. our talk a little bit short. Yeah, five, five weeks. weeks down. I got a good hour and six minutes right here. So I mean, actually, I could keep going. the Rest of the goddamn night, but we'll just cut it for an hour. I got go to date Your rest of your weekend. Yeah, enjoy it, man. Enjoy your yoga and your talks and all that stuff, man. And uh, we'll talk again. Well, I'll talk to you later probably, but we'll talk again in a week. All right? I'll upload this all and right, man. we'll get it from there. Yeah. Love Hit you. Us up if Love you have everyone any for listening.
1: Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you so much yeah. for listening. And, and uh, man, what a journey. Five weeks, man. I'm so happy. I'm so proud of us. Yeah. I can't I'm wait for you. 10 weeks and 20 weeks and 100 weeks
0: and exactly. uh, so much more. <laughs> Yep. We just keep it going, man. So hit us up if you have any questions. And what we want to do eventually is answer questions on the show for people, man. So hit us up at The Increased Life or at The Will Dennis. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So I think that was yeah, good, Yeah, Call us out on and some uh, of the
1: metaphors, you know, like I, I'm a very deep guy. I like to think like that. And And even if you don't have a question, maybe you have a perspective that we haven't shared or we're not thinking of and you want to throw it in there, you know, like just get in the conversation. Let's go, man. Like, We're in this together all of us
0: yep we want to hear what you have to say and we'll shout you out on the show and talk to talk about your topics anyhow all right we'll uh i'll talk to you soon man all right so we're episode five in the books all right love you man peace have a good night with the wife and i'll talk to you soon thanks so much love you man all right bro later love you man